What's up? Nostalgia Pod. Your halfway point of the year. It's July 5th. Mm. It is a day mm. after Independence Day. There you go. American Day. I almost <laughs> forgot what, what country I live in real quick. So what, what we wanted to do, last year we did power rankings of 2016. First half, point. yeah. So now... Because we do a wrap-up show at the end of the year, we want to check in and give out some awards for 2017 because it's been quite the year in culture. Definitely so has been, yeah. A lot of culture to consume. Mm, um, do for the culture, man. So we're going to run through a couple of awards, you know, some major ones, some, some not-so-major ones that we, we wanted to touch on, some certain topics, just to wrap up your year and kind of give you a summary. So why don't we start, though, with a big award. Song of the Year, Dave. Tough one. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, very good songs out this year. You know, we spoke last week about Ben Staples, the week before about Lord, mm-hmm. but I mean, we had Kendrick back in what, April. Yep. And then we a week before that in March we had Drake. So what's your song of 2017? It's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. I'm tempted to pick a Kendrick song. I'm tempted to pick Passion Fruit. Tempted to pick Greenlight. I'd probably pick Perfect Places if I was picking. Wow. Song. But I'm going. With a song by Lil Uzi Vert, EXO Tour Life. Stop. This song this is, is a, not the song of the year. Dude, are you serious? This song no way. is incredible. And the amount of buzz this song has, it's Uzi's most played song by almost two times. This came out. He's dropped this randomly in like February, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's been top 10 in the country the past few weeks. And I think Vulture put it as its generation, it's the Gen Zers, the Millennials version of Smells Like Teen Spirit in terms of the subject matter. That's quite a claim. And it's also quite a jump for Uzi as an artist because of how melodic it is. Well, and if I, you had to go with a song in terms of like staying at the top of the charts, like it's it's what I that that's what I like, right? Well, that was only that briefly. I mean, you pick Slide, probably. Slide. Despacito's been up there sure. for a little while. I'm now. not just picking the number one hit. I'm picking it just because of because you really like it. This is Well, not just that. I'm not the only one who just likes this. I think Complex has this as their second best song of 2017 so far just what it says for young hip-hop and the new generation i think is really unique because i don't know it just it seems like the song is so endearing mm-hmm. to everyone that you know listens to it and right i mean um, yeah you want to you could criticize it you could criticize anything else but i think that the fact that it's so unique and so resonant with a certain generation is really important that's why i want to shout it out hmm, interesting i gave this award to kendrick lamar and I couldn't pick just one song, so I, I gave half to Humble and half to DNA. Mm. See, I'm picking his album. I don't want to pick one of his songs, too. It's boring. <sighs> yeah, but th- those songs, so I I did not pick. I would have picked, El- picked Element so. over wow. DNA, personally. I, DNA, at that beginning, though, and like that background beat. Uh, I got I, it, I got I guess if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Humble, just because I feel like sure. it's a catchier song. It's been kind of grabbing the culture a little bit more than DNA has. Sometimes the lead single is the best song. That's something we've talked about. It can be problematic. But well, when the album's album, that strong, it's quite all right. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> and also the music video that went with it. I mean, so many gifts. It's true. So it's many a good, gifts. It's a good video. Left Stroke Just Went Viral is an <laughs> easy tweet for any uh, high-leverage high golf situation so. if you're watching the Masters. <laughs> I mean, yeah, shout-out uh, Drake, Galchester, Passion Fruit. Good, a lot of good mm-hmm. songs on there. Yeah, I had Greenlight down as a runner-up. Chanel, Frank Ocean. Yep. A lot of good stuff, man. Feel T-shirt, it down there. Migos. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of just stellar songs. I mean, picking right. one versus the other, I think, is it's hard. 
and to get my rock shout out in there, Portugal and Man's Feel It still is <laughs> maybe the song I'll be listening to the most this summer. Really? So, so you just gave up on that Phoenix song, huh? I, oh, told no. you, I told you it was just whatever. It's no, <laughs> Fjord and Latte is really good, but Feel It Still, I mean, that, that song is so catchy. What about Spoon? Like, Spoon Hot Thoughts is a good song. The title Talk, track. Talk You Into It, very good song. That XX song but you like? I, don't, I just don't think they're song of the year. They're probably in like the right. 15 to 30 range somewhere in there. See, and that's why I went with Uzi over Kendrick. Obviously, Kendrick has the way better body of work. Right. But I don't think if any, any of the one Kendrick songs means anything more than the other ones in terms of like first half 2017 right. whereas i think like uzi exo tour like really like struck a nerve yeah in a unique way huh. well you know i i gotta say dave i was surprised with the pick you've kind of talked me into it though i do want to move on to the next topic though someone i actually thought you were gonna pick i thought you you might pick bad and bougie but i thought that came out what 2016 right correct so you couldn't actually pick that so i thought maybe t-shirt but i gave the, the can't it. say no award to migos migos is the group yes i mean Quavo, Offset, whoever did other verses, I, I include those all as Mego verses at mm-hmm. this point. And, man, they've done a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, besides releasing an album in January, Culture, they were recently on Bon Appetit, off Katy Perry's album, Witness. They were on Slide by Calvin Harris. They also were on the new G- DJ Khaled album. Yeah. They did a song with 2 Chains, Steve Aoki and them collaborated. Halsey. Juicy J. Sean Yachty. Paul. I mean, they've been on everybody's album. They are blowing up this year, and they just can't say no. They're getting that money, cashing those checks. Is there was there even anyone else that you could think of? No, not at all, award? not at all. Yeah, it's funny because all of the rap rap verses they've done make total sense. They fit well. Sure. And then all of like the pop verses they've done is like, oh, you gave them money. They didn't say no. Right. Like it's just kind of funny how that works out. Like rap business as usual. Mm-hmm. Migos is hot. Of course, everyone wants yeah. them, and they're happy to oblige. But like the pop sphere, oh Liam Payne, right? Yeah. One Directioners debut single features <laughs> Quavo. I don't know how much harder you could try. I know, but it, he, he did. <laughs> it, the thing is, I think we're gonna look back at this year and be like, this was probably the year of Migos. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're blowing up. They're gonna literally have a song coming out every single month that will probably be at least a pop hit for that month, even if it's not long lasting. I mean, Bon Appetit, for lack of a better, for lack of how much we like it or for better or for worse well, we don't, but. is something that people are listening to it's an actual song people enjoy and Migos is all over do, that do they though uh, it's been pretty derided I don't know man I mean Katy Perry just in general she sells albums she people are gonna listen to that song oh yeah in that regard, I mean sure. I guess maybe not enjoy is the right word but right, they, right. it'll be hurt so, yeah. yeah they won't they won't True. digest it very well but hey. Migos uh, <laughs> actually very very recently about a week ago had an interesting encounter at the BET Awards with Joe Budden. A pseudo altercation. Yeah. What, what, what was that? Joe Budden just seemed very frustrated. Well, yeah. I mean, it was that. Joe Budden academics and a I forget her name. The girl that they they all host everyday struggle every day on mm-hmm. Complex. Yeah. It's a rap discussion. So it's actually pretty pretty interesting. It's it's similar to like a. Colin Cowherd or a first take and undisputed type of discussion about what's happening in you know hip hop and right. uh, they have guests on and stuff. But Joe Budden has quickly become a firebrand as a like just a critique and hater of people like Lil Yachty and anybody new basically. Right. Because he's a curmudgeonly old <laughs> lyrical guy that's mad at the industry machine didn't help him more than it could have. Uh, but I digress. Uh, he was he's he's rude sometimes. He's pretty crass and mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of seemed to piss off me. He goes from the start, and they almost threw hands about his, the video we saw. Yeah, uh, Offset seemed... And academics like, no, 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 please don't yeah. fight here. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty interesting. And then also uh, Chris Brown 
What, what happened with that? I actually don't even know the source of that beef. I, I don't okay. Know. Chris Chris Brown's mad that he's not as relevant as he once was. He just fights with everybody, dude. He's he's a head case. Mm-hmm. And sure. when Chris Brown started to see where he is now, he started when he's sixteen. It's been a long time. All I remember is uh, what is that song? It's like one night, something like that. All we needed was one sure. night. Yeah. So, it's got like seven like albums. It's got a lot of music. And then uh, no air with Jennifer Hudson. Those mm. are the two Chris Brown songs I'll I'll ride for. He's still can dance. Yeah. The singing voice is not quite as good as it once was. Chris a little Brown, too much trees. Chris Brown proves that if you can dance, America will forgive you for a lot of things. Yeah. There's some good pieces about the uh, Fall From Grace From Trey songs, which you can check out because it relates directly to Chris Brown. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll, we'll tweet that out from the pod. At NostalgiaPod on Twitter. Well, I'll move on to another category. Best comeback. Mm. A lot of people that, that could win this one because, I mean, depending on how you want to categorize a comeback, there was about four artists that hadn't released an album in over two years that released their another album uh, including bleachers lord Paramore. that's not a comeback to me yeah, so would that's you, just them working like so, they, they released their next album right so dc they could be considered in there mm-hmm. uh, hulu what would you pick i mean what the obvious choice is dc coming off of a is one song is what oh, sorry one song is one good movie a comeback that's actually important to ask because in dc's case they'll be having saxon justice league come out this fall right which more than likely won't be as strong as mm-hmm. wonder woman so wonder woman like logistically almost came out too early yeah. because they'll be ushering in this new new phase of dcu with aquaman being the next one up and right it seems like oh, they, they want to have this new director driven uh, mm-hmm. solo film venture but ah shit with the standard movie still coming out right but yeah i think it's still a comeback because i mean if we were talking before if this wonder Woman movie wasn't a critical hit mm-hmm. it would have been bad news because that would have been play. three three critical bombs in a row right so the fact that they were able to rebound like this and patty jenkins obviously highest grossing female director of all time resounding success story so you got to give dc credit yeah wonder woman holding strong at the box office and just all the stories coming out around it and the different amazons things like that got mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of shine dc's a great pick i personally picked paramore just because you know unlike lord and bleachers who had been kind of consistently working and at least relevant. Yeah. Paramore people didn't even think we were going to be coming back. Right. I mean, they are hardly a band. It right. It was just Haley Williams and people that played instruments for her. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they come back with After Laughter. Got that uh, drummer back or whatever who was gone, but right. now he's like back the, now or whatever. Brother of one of the other. Not important. But, but yeah, that, that album, After Laughter, is a great yeah, pop okay. album. 80s inspired pop album, too. Yeah. Not only they come back, but they come back with an album people like. And I have to imagine that starting next year, they're going to be headlining a lot of festivals. Doing Yeah, uh, sure. They have a tour, I think, starting in the fall. So they're going to be... Hard uh, times are over. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, Dave. That was Hard excellent. Times. What about Hulu, though? So they, they were someone that we, we each thought, eh, interesting. We didn't, we didn't go with them, but they're on a bit of a comeback. Well, yeah, in general, Hulu has not been up to par with Netflix or mm-hmm. Amazon in terms of being an original content creator as far as right. the streaming giants go. Obviously, their bread and butter is TV. Yeah. You know, not their own TV at that. Mm-hmm. But having someone with The Handmaid's Tale, which really actually got some conversation going, right. partially because of its disturbing parallels to the present day, but just having them have a unique hit kind of puts them on the map. And I'm very curious to see if Hulu starts putting a lot more money into original content and tries to force their hand and force their way into the conversation that we traditionally leave up to. HBO, Netflix, and Amazon right there. 
Yeah, that'd be really interesting. It, it's a, it's going to be a hard sphere to break into. I think we're, mm-hmm. I think we have an award that we'll, we'll be talking a little bit more about why that is. They actually recently announced Hulu Live, where you can buy a Hulu subscription and have access to live TV as well. Which smart. That's it, a great way to get a cord cutters. It's interesting though because I feel like a lot of times people are getting a service like Hulu because they don't really care about That's true. Shows like Not that. enough stuff's appointment viewing to right. most people. And That's a good point. the major stuff is cable network. I mean, it's like award shows, sports. You watch it on your own time. Yeah. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out, but DC, Paramore, our two comeback winners of the year. Let's move on to, why don't we do show of the year? So a couple of shows that come to mind for this category, Leftovers, we talked about. Fargo wrapped up recently. Better Call Saul's been excellent this year. Twin Peaks hasn't finished yet, and we haven't watched it, but it's getting a ton of love, so yeah. I'm sure that'll be on our end, end of your list. ton of love. But the show I went with, Dave, The Young Pope. Great choice. Did you choose The Young Pope as well? Uh, I didn't pick my choice yet, so I won't pick The Young Pope now. Interesting. Yeah, so I picked Young Pope because when I was thinking Love about what, what has resonated most with me this year, the moments That's that I take point. away from Young Pope have stuck with me since January. And when we when you do something like this, it's very easy to have recency bias. You know, like Absolutely. When I'm I was surprised you didn't pick Master of None. Master of None was excellent, but when I think about the scenes, like I think about that, that scene in, in Africa where it shows him like in the field with his arms outstretched, just like looking up to the sky, or that final scene where he's giving the speech and looking for his parents. Like mm-hmm. those things stick with me and touch me emotionally more than almost any other piece of culture this year. Yeah, it's definitely up there for things I've continued to think about Mm -hmm. as they have long finished. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Part of the reason you have someone's recently biased with trying to pick a best of year for TV is all the prestige shows are trying to come out before the June 1st Emmy cutoff, so they'll be eligible for the Emmys this fall. So that's why like House of Cards came out on May 30th, the last possible day. Yeah, which... And we, we talked about weeks ago about you know, the dearth of shows every week, multiple new shows right. coming out, a lot of times the full season yeah. because they're on a streaming service. Uh, so so many choices to pick. And I went to look back uh, you know, a little further. Young Pope, obviously, that was January. Mm-hmm. I think Big Little Lies, I want to shout them out because yeah. people are quickly forgetting about that show, but that was something that really grabbed everyone. Yep. But I'm going to go with Legion. Yeah. Of course, our guy Noel Hawley. Yeah. And really just breaking new ground, mm-hmm. continuing to show that FX is the best channel on TV. Yeah, man, that 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 Baruch scene or Brock scene, however you, I forgot, I don't know how you Baruch. say it. Yeah, the way the way that Aubrey Plaza, <laughs> right. that that is her also, best role by far as yeah, well. Also something that's like ingrained in my mind is just like that scene. Dan in Stevens breakout, yeah, yep. lot lot to love in Legion, and a lot of unique things there. Yeah, Noah Hawley actually had an interesting year because he comes out with Legion, which you know it's the first season. He's kind of establishing it. But it's an interesting IP. Then he has Fargo, which is kind of old IP at this point, mm-hmm. but been critically acclaimed. And it seems like Legion, much more well-received than Fargo this year. And it's interesting because Fargo might not come, be coming back, whereas Legion is now kind of where he seems to be putting most of his effort, in, at least right. TV-wise right now. So Absolutely. Why don't we move on, though, to the Kanye Headliner Award. So to explain this award, last year I, I tried to see Kanye West twice as a headliner. Same. Governor's Ball rained out and then he decided to just uh drive through new york city after playing summer jam and basically created a uh a small like shutdown of manhattan webster hall yeah. <laughs> and then we went to go see him at the meadows headliner and he left the show about 30 minutes early 15 minutes early kim because, got robbed yeah kim got held up at gunpoint in paris so then we were like hey you know what we're gonna go see him again we're gonna Saint go pablo see him tour at the Saint pablo tour at times union center in albany 
And guess what? He canceled it about canceled a month like before. 15 shows at the end of the tour, yeah. Because he was not in a good place. So Kanye was very disappointing to me for festivals last year. And I'm, I wanted to... How crazy would it have been that we, we, we almost saw Kanye three times in one year? It would have been amazing. You know, I thought about that recently. I was like, wow. Yeah. It would have been. <laughs> it would have been incredible. And probably one of the few artists I would actually go see multiple times for the price point. Of course. But festivals having a horrible year, man. Mm. So we There's talked... a lot of them. We've we reviewed many of yeah, them. Yeah, we reviewed many of them. You know, some of the institutional ones like Coachella, Governor's Ball, Lollapalooza. Ultra? Yeah, Ultra. Ultra. I, I, don't, I don't know. We didn't Ultra really is what it, it is. It's like EDC. Yeah, and then there's other ones like uh, Rolling Loud, which oh, yeah. we talked about was pretty Lit. awesome. But Mystery Land was canceled. We talked about that. We talked about Fire Festival, which grabbed the culture. Well, well. I mean, that was just a horrible event. Bonnaroo last year had the lowest sales it's had since, I think, the 90s in terms of people. How did this year just happen? It, it did much better this year. But the interesting part about it was... We didn't like the lineup at the time. We talked about that. Yeah. the Well, the lineup this year, we, we liked less. But last year, they had LCD Sound System. They had uh, Grateful Dead. They had Pearl Jam. And they mm-hmm. still undersold. Basically, they it was like the... 15, 20 year anniversary, and they put all this money into making sure they had huge headliners, but the undercard was very weak, uh, showing that people are going to this festival for the whole lineup, Quantity. just the top. Firefly just wrapped up last weekend, two weeks two ago. Two weekends ago. And it uh, did very poorly. Really? Uh, undersold. Again, we didn't, like the al- we didn't like the lineup at all. Yeah, undersold per day. Now, they also suffered from something that Coachella suffered from. They were supposed to have Beyonce as one of their headliners, and when Beyonce backed out, they had to scramble to fill that. But Wait, who was their choice? Coachella did Lady Gaga. Who did? They So it was supposed to be Beyonce, and then they got Bob Dylan in the weekend right. to fill in, which, I mean... Who the fuck is getting excited to go see Bob Dylan? Nobody. If, you're, if, if your age range that you're targeting is 18 to 24-year-olds? He didn't perform good 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, festivals in general. We talked about maybe the festival bubble is going to be bursting. It seems like it might be starting. We'll um, see if Panorama sticks around. Yeah, Panorama is going to be a good test case for this. because Second year of it. You know, they, they shrink the, the festival down in size compared to Governor's Ball. They, they close off certain parts that's not as big and not as many people can attend, so they keep it a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. But they're a very specific one. So if they can survive, you know, they're going more for, like, alt-rock with some hip-hop mix in R&B. There. Yeah. yeah. So if, if they can survive and do well, that'll be a little telling if that bubble's really about to burst. But why don't we move on to something a little more optimistic, our movies of the year. So I think we should probably say we haven't seen a ton of movies this year. So I've seen a good amount. Well, you've seen a lot of plain movies, I feel no, like. No, I've seen a lot of blockbusters. I, have, I, have I not saw seen, all the main movies. I've not seen many of the main movies. I chose not to see The Mummy. I'll see Transformers eventually. I saw Kong, saw Logan, saw a few others in the spring. But yeah. I haven't seen many. I've seen a fair amount. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there. I think you mentioned a couple that could be up for this. Logan. Wonder Woman's been doing very well. Yep. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Uh, get there Out. There March. So... What do you think? John Wick 2, Lego Batman, Fifty Shades Darker. Yeah, Lego Batman. I, I saw it the other day. Did you? Pretty funny. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it makes as How'd well. you feel about the first one, Lego Movie? Oh, I loved it. Really? I was, I was not as high on it as everyone. Everyone, like, loved it, said it was really good, and I was like, yeah, it was, success, it was successful, it worked, but I didn't find it, like, super endearing. I really, I really enjoy those goofy comedies. I mean, mm-hmm. like, this is a Yeah, Boogie movie. Nights is one of your favorite movies. Boogie Nights is um, fantastic, mm-hmm. which, I mean, Mark Wahlberg... 
playing a stupid character is always fun for me. But like, so you, like, you like Transformers, for example, <laughs> in a not basically like he's he's basically Channing Tatum in that movie. You know, like when Channing Tatum gets to kind of like wink at the camera and just be goofy. I mean, like that's basically Mark Wahlberg in that role. Sure. But digressing a bit, I, like I enjoyed the Muppet movie that came out in like what 2011. With Jason like Segel? Yeah, like I enjoyed that, or 2012, I think it was. So I, I kind of like those movies that are kind of aimed to be just silly and... Did you see Rough Night? No. Are you going to see The House with Will Ferrell? Yes, probably. I want to see that, yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty good. And uh, our man Jason... Uh, Manzukis. Yeah, Manzukis. Rafi. Yeah. Goat. <laughs> but, what's your movie of the year, Dave? My movie of the year is watching a movie I haven't seen, because I think it's the clear, like, winner in terms of critical love this mm-hmm. year. It's Get Out. Get Out. Jordan Peele's directorial debut, the first movie by an African-American director to gross $100 million, in which it was also that director's screenplay. movie only cost $4.5 million to produce and did not have any A-list stars, and yet it was a resounding success. And what that shows to studios in terms of not needing pre-established IP or lots of heavy effects to have a successful movie that people will go to see for months... It's just, it's the clear, you know, success of the year so far. Yeah, Get Out's a pretty undisputable choice for this. I think just going from movies I've seen, I mean, mm-hmm. I think Wonder Woman has a right to be talked about just in terms of what sure. it did for DC, like we already talked about. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm actually going to pick Logan. Yeah. Like, when I think about movies... Science like, you Get Out, so I would pick Logan. Right. Right. Yeah, Logan just it hit all the right notes for Marvel movie that's the first rated R1. Or no, is it the first rated R1? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's Fox, R1. not really Marvel, but... Right. Um, well, sorry, second radar, Deadpool's radar. Yeah. But first in a ser- first radar, that was serious. Yeah, and it, exactly, like a serious superhero movie. Adult. Telling a different story. Yeah, definitely a success, and it opens up a lot of other possibilities. Like, you see Tom Hardy coming out as Venom now, and you think, like, that movie's going to be rated R. It's going to be a more serious movie, it seems. Like, like what direction can they actually go in based off of Logan's success? That's mm-hmm. very exciting. Moving on, though, the Juggernaut Award. Oh. So, this is a network award. Speaking of X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is a, a network award for what network we think is the unstoppable force in, in their mm. respective realm. I went with HBO. Safe pick. Yeah, very but, safe but it, pick. A good pick nonetheless. They, they like probably, it always is. Yeah, they've probably been winning this for the last couple of years. But you already mentioned Big Little Lies, Young Pope, Veep, Silicon Valley, Crashing, Leftovers... Watchmen going to be coming up. Insecure was a little... T- we didn't really talk about it, but no, it really captured it. you know, African-American culture yeah. a lot, which is... You know, Ice Ray was at the BT Awards. Right. And you know they have Vice on there, which is an interesting look at a different perspective mm-hmm. on news. They've, they still have like stand-up, which they're actually losing that sphere recently. The yeah, they had the uh, Gerard Carmichael special, T.J. Miller. Miller. Yeah. So, and, then, and, of course, they have Game of Thrones... Which which is not out yet, but yeah, I think they had start coming in 2017 with Westworld really taking over so much of the mindshare in the right. fall, and then all the shows you just mentioned like Young Pope and mm-hmm. Big Little Lies, they've shown that they're able to just keep keep the right. hits coming year round and not rely on Game of Thrones, whereas a show like AMC has struggled to really keep all the hits going yeah. in a post Breaking Bad and Mad Men right. uh, you know realm for the network. And even in the late night sphere, I mean John Oliver. I puts out sure. things that you know more consistently. I mean, he's only doing one one a week, whereas like Stephen Colbert's doing five shows a week. Bill Maher's been in the news, not necessarily positive, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but he puts out some interesting stuff. But yeah, not the recent stuff, not not so much. But 
what, what would be the runner-up for you, Dave? Uh, or what did you pick? Yeah, I think this talking about like systemic changes. I think you have to think about Netflix here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Netflix, their content budget year to year now is over six billion dollars. Crazy. They're you mentioned the comedy sphere. Mm-hmm. They are just buying their way into uh, stand-up comedy. Yeah. And just thinking about that way their business model works, throwing twenty million dollars at Chris Rock. And Jerry Seinfeld and Louis C.K. etc. Dave Chappelle, absolutely per special is nothing to them because that's actually cheaper than a lot of their shows. Yeah, which cost over a million dollars an episode easily. It's kind of crazy that it's going to be a released Dave Chappelle stand-up, which he hasn't done stand-up in what five years. Yeah, there's two now. <laughs> yeah. So there's two out in February, and then Seinfeld's I think is supposed to be coming out in August or yeah, something. Chris Rock has a few already. So and, and then also they're the deal they've struck with Adam Sandler, I think it's been re-upped, I think, five movies. And obviously, that's not our cup of tea, those films, but those movies kill. And it's such a great investment for mm-hmm. them, so they have that portfolio going. And, and actually, The Cobbler, not a bad Adam Sandler movie. Oh, yeah, you saw it? Yeah, I, for some reason, threw it on when my friend Dylan was here, and we actually <laughs> somewhat enjoyed it. And, you know, it's not all, it's not all you know, roses and whatnot for Netflix. They're having a tighter leash on yeah. new series now. They're canceling things sooner, like the Get mm-hmm. Down and uh, Sense8, but, uh, and Bloodline, obviously, yeah. was let go because it was that failing critically, but also cost a ton of money. But either way, Netflix clearly knows what they're doing, and they're continuing to expand and expand. Mm-hmm. Or something like Amazon, they're continuing to grow outside of content. It's just one aspect of what Amazon does, whereas Netflix wants to be the sole content hub. Yeah, and, you know, like, the Get Down was recently canceled as well. Mm-hmm. But they also had Glow come out, which pretty much out of nowhere has become a show that's capturing some of, some of the... And that's guys. what they do yeah. every time with and, Stranger Things, yep. most prolifically last year. Exactly, and that's coming out for a second season on Halloween. So They got Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later coming in August. Right. The Defender, Defenders is coming in August. And who knows what else, because obviously stuff always sneaks up on us like love. And I wonder if there's almost a way for both of these, HBO and Netflix, to kind of hold the crown in a way. I because think so. yeah. Netflix dumped everything, whereas HBO is still a week-to-week. It's still a right. cable, you know, cable or premium yeah. sh- uh, mm-hmm. channel. Oh, Master of None, of course. Can't forget. Oh, yeah. Master of None. Great show. Beautiful second season. All right. So moving on to the Breakout Star Award. So this is our second-to-last award. So this is the, the person who has really person, thing, whatever, that we feel like has sure. really captured culture this year and out of nowhere. Playboy so. Card. Playboy Cardi's in there. Shout him out. Obviously not the Freddie Austin star, but he, his star has risen a lot more than I thought it would because his mixtape was pretty underwhelming. Yeah. If you listen to last week's pod, soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod, we talked about Fargo and David Thewlis and Mary Elizabeth Winstead and how they were the breakout stars from this season. Daphne Keene from Logan. Yeah. She's young, so yeah, that, that that's a good young. one. It's kind of weird calling David Thewlis a breakout star right, he's been because around. that's an established, you know, theater actor, and obviously we saw him in Harry Potter and but other stuff in Wonder Woman. So he not only he broke out, but it's kind of like a reemergence yeah, uh, in the mainstream. Absolutely, Halsey we talked about. Gal yeah, Gadot. she's huge. We didn't like her album that much, but mm-hmm. Halsey's undeniably huge. Someone I wanted to throw out there, Levar Ball. <laughs> sure. Breakout breakout star, big baller brand. Got his son. I don't know about Lakers. BBB. But, uh, and also, he didn't get his son on the Lakers. Lonzo got himself in the Lakers, but... He's been calling us since he was, like, two years old, man. It's true. Uh, I think LeVar said he heard it from Zeus when, <laughs> when he was young. Oh, yeah, shout out LeVar, man. He's yeah. just trying to put on for his kids, and you watch the, how Trump got elected, and 
LeVar saw that, hey, just mm-hmm. say a bunch of outrageous shit, and because my son's high profile enough, they'll keep paying attention to me. <laughs> right. It's working, so, you know, um, I'm happy for them, I guess. Some other people that could possibly win, Dan Stevens, David Kalua. Daniel. Daniel Kalua. Mm-hmm. There you go, Jesus. I think I called him David when I did the... Uh, it's okay. Black Panther. That was part of why Get Out was such a big uh, success, and it's so important, because Daniel Kaluuya wasn't a big star. You don't right. even know his name. Yeah, exactly. Migos. Yep. We talked about how this is... Continuation from December, but it culminated right. with the uh, Oscars. Right. Or, yeah, the Oscars. With Don Glover made yep. a speech. <laughs> Bad and bad. That's awesome. I mean, that wasn't the Oscars. The, uh, the Grammys. Was no, it? it was the... Oh, the uh, Emmys. Uh, no, was it? Was it? It was uh, the Golden Globes. That's what... Yeah, yeah. Definitely For Atlanta, Globes. right. Because it was this year. Yep. Golden Globes. But... Emmys but, were in the fall. So, Dave, who did you pick? Who did yeah, you break out? I was, I was tough to really think of one i think i mean you, you really all covered i don't really know who broke out more among the rest i mean there's a lot of I con- do somebody. continuations of stars right like like migos as a, as a collective quavo leading the way donald glover's been hot since last year chance has been hot since last year so let me let me I don't offer wanna, I, I can't pick t grizzly here obviously <laughs> let me offer someone we talked a lot about last week sure someone that you compared to chance the rapper or kanye west Vincent Vince staples yeah I mean, that album, Straight Fire, mm-hmm. he spits hot fire, Dave. And that album is so unique. And like you said, he has the, the potential to have influence on hip-hop in a way that only a few people really do with his unique perspective. That, that's all true. But I don't know how much of a star he's going to become off this project. Interesting. He's been popular and well-received in, in rap circles since 2014. Mm-hmm. You know, we've known who he is. We've right. liked him. He's gotten better every time. And again, we, we had nothing but good things to say about Big Fish Theory. But I don't know if this is going to catapult him into the stratosphere, despite what we think of his creative future. If that makes sense. Then if I had to pick somebody, I'd probably go with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I mean, she's been working since I think like the late '90s. But again, neighbor in maybe three movies. Scott Pilgrim, Ten Cloverfield Lane. That's and about all I got. And I think the other project you might know her from, I had to go actually look, go look on her Wikipedia that I saw before was... And the point is she'll get tons of more roles from this. Yeah, she was in Live Free or Die Hard as well. Oh, yeah. Die Hard 4. Which I, I, I'm pretty sure her role is... Loki, badass moment in that. John McClane shoots himself to kill the bad guy. Badass. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think you're going to see her really getting a lot more starting sure. roles. She's only 33, yeah. so she could definitely uh, have... I mean, yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane helped get her in this, and then yeah. it's going to go from there. So yeah, good for her. her movie. She also has a, a singing... Oh, she's also an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Vampire Mary Sorry. Todd Lincoln. I ah, think about that. yes. Well-established first lady. <laughs> so yeah, I would, that, she would be my choice, but Vince Staples, man. I think I think this album is going to be big. The so. Lord. Talk a lot about melodrama. Can, can you break out after how well? I mean, Royals. It's true. Yeah. Won the. Summer. She's already a huge star. Yeah. It's just like critically, like, oh wait, no, yeah. Lord's Lord is on some shit. Yeah, she's she's gonna be a stud. Mm-hmm. Stud. Yeah. So there's a lot of options. Tweet us who you think at Nostalgia Pod. What's the major L of the first half so far? Is it Katy Perry? No, because she still sold a lot. It's true. Number one album. Biggest L. Maybe the Get Down. Huge. That started last year, though. Yeah, true. Oh, it's <laughs> tough, because, like, anyone yeah. I think of, like, I think of, oh, Yachty's album didn't do that. Yeah, but Yachty's still got a ton of money and doing really good. Right. So, like, there's no, like, clear, like, oh, that guy really sucked this year. Like, yeah. Katy Perry, from a cachet standpoint, you know, but she's still doing j- just fine, obviously. I don't think this is the biggest album. Maybe the one that I thought was bigger than I expected was Drake. 
because he released Passion Fruit, and then a week later, Kendrick's like, oh, okay. Well, Under stealing, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Passion Fruit has... Uh, he didn't drop Passion Fruit, that's not saying. More Life, he did yeah, this more before. Life. I do this all the time. <laughs> Passion Fruit's the only song I really remember from it. So, I think for me, it seems like Kendrick really just stomped on Drake's shine. Well, see, as as Drake always does, and I've been saying for a while, he just dropped three songs. Yeah, uh, just doing it all the time. Two weeks ago, so... So in it's terms of a project that might be, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any others that really stand out. Nothing to think of. So no, that, so. that kind of leads us though to record of the year. You already kind of gave yours away. Pick Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. What else was in the running for you though? Culture, yep. melodrama, mm-hmm. after laughter. Shout out more life. Shout out Joy Badass. Vince Staples probably. I knew Joy Badass would be up there for you. I want to. I want to. You watch some top ten lists, mm-hmm. and 2017 thus far, you'll see Hendrix by Future. Fuck that, that album. Mm-mm. Ed Sheeran's Divide. Uh, come on. We already talked about that. Uh, Palsy now. Yeah. Father John Misty. All right. It's, it's defensible choice, I guess. Is Sampha, it, we liked him. Yeah, Sampha, I, I can ride for. Thundercat. Yeah, Thundercat's album, actually, yeah, that, that's an underrated album from this year. Do you still like the XX album? I do, but it didn't stay with me the way I, I thought it would. But I, there are still some songs off that, like Dangerous... Obviously, on hold. on hold. Right. Oh, the Gorillaz album, nowhere near this, of course. No, not even close. I, TMO was up there for me. I talked about okay. how much I liked that album. I went with uh, Melodrama. We talked about it on the pod. Those are my top two right now, yeah. so I mean, can't go wrong. I was listening, I basically was listening to the, the loop on repeat on my drive back from my, my parents' house this past week. It was, but the thing is, it could be a different song off that album every day at this point. There's so many good ones. That's the thing about really succinct, deep albums mm-hmm. that are 40 minutes or less. Yeah. Is that you can always jump into them. Yep. Like any car ride, you're just like, oh yeah, let's throw this on and here we go. Just start there. It's, yeah. Dam is getting to uh, Yeezus status for me though. In the set, or sorry, Life of Pablo status for me though, where my favorite song is changing a lot. Yeah. Because there's that many strong choices. There's a ton of strong choices off that album. And, you know, just Kendrick at this point, he's definitely up to that Kanye level for me where it's just. Well, he's in the pantheon of rappers already. Oh, for sure. But, you know, I think for myself, I always held like Kanye up to a different level because he takes such a unique uh, like we talked about Vince Staples how unique his album is and Kanye's always sound different and it's always something that you haven't really heard or different taken mm-hmm. Kendrick really does that well now too so he has a very cool perspective and yeah you're right like any song off that album could be your favorite song on any given day except for God that song's a little corny you know though <laughs> I, I do have to say Love is like goes back and forth like sometimes it's such a touching song and mm-hmm. Like, for they Kendrick still make write, sense in the album, so right. it's okay. For Kendrick to write a, a love song and just totally nail it after... Right after Lust. Right. It's just like, <laughs> holy shit, right. that album's great. So that's our awards of the year. Any last thoughts, Dave? It's been a really good year. A lot of a lot of good music. Right. Music's been really heavy. These uh, lists are going to look a lot different by, by December. Right. Though. Like, looking ahead, obviously we know summer blockbuster season, a lot of big ones are still coming or just mm-hmm. came out. Uh, then obviously uh, Oscar bait, all the awards fodder has right. yet to come out. So movies we've barely really begun. Sure. That's mm-hmm. why I was confident picking a movie like Get Out I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Music, we got a lot of music. I don't know how much music is really on the horizon besides the stuff we know about, like Action Bronson and Haim. Well, we have LCD Sound System. Right, they got a uh, date too. Yeah, Jay-Z will oh, be um, coming out. Foo Fighters got a date. Yeah, Foo Fighters. There's also another one that... But, I but you know, I'm, like unless like a Taylor Swift drops in the fall like what is that like huge fall because we already got drake lord kendrick katie perry yeah a lot of big names already i just don't don't know how much more we're gonna get but either way it's been a great year 
Yeah. And absolutely. TV, obviously, we know doesn't stop. Right, yeah. TV. Mr. Robot hasn't come yet. <laughs> yeah, Game Fourth of Thrones, Thrones, Mr. Robot, Stranger Things Season 2. Yep. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes to this list, but that's, that's a really exciting part. You need to come mm-hmm. back every week and hear Nostalgia Pod. We're going to be breaking it down for you all year. So keep stopping by. Yeah. Keep tweeting at us. Give us a review on iTunes. Subscribe on YouTube. Big yeah. help. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, share us with your friends. This might be a good place to start because if they like this one, pretty digestible pod. Go back. Go dig deeper. Yeah, all them reviews. We must go deeper. Them Inception, takes. that shit. Mm. Use the top. Shout out Chris Nolan. Dunker. Can't yeah. wait. Next week, we'll be reviewing it. Anyways, until then, we love you. We out.